Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So because I, that's my show, I get to do what I want. I get to announce that today, I'm not taking the day off. A lot of people have been texting me all day because today's my birthday. Uh, I'm actually recording another amazing podcast for my Live the Fuel fans on September 21st here. I'll, I'll date it because this, this will obviously air much later because we have so many shows in the tank. Uh, but I love live streaming. We're live streaming in the Facebook world like we've been doing for the past two years. Uh, so we got to get some content out for my new guest co-host today because, ladies and gentlemen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Today, especially, we're here to talk about making fitness a priority in your life. And uh, who better to discuss this with me than the author of Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses, none other than Chad Austin. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So I think we rescheduled a couple of times, didn't we? At least once or twice. Yep. Yeah. And then, we, then, yeah. I made, then I actually asked for the reschedule today because it is my birthday. And the funny thing is, I was like, people are like, oh, you're going to go out to dinner? I'm like, no, actually, a friend of mine's completing an MS run. And I wanted to make sure I'm there at the finish when he finishes this. So my wife just left to go hook up with all other friends. And they're actually setting up, you'll appreciate this. They're setting up this like cool, I mean, this is hard to do. You can't set up events during COVID is a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to respect everything, but I'm like, okay, it's outdoors and people can spread out outdoors. Uh, so the cool thing is we've luckily are, we're all connected heavily in the fitness world here. So we've got some people showing up from the fire department. They're going to set up an engine flag, um, Somebody owns a fireworks company. He got clearance with the, the township government to shoot off a few fireworks because he's been running laps at this park, which I've driven past this park for years and didn't know and never been there. <laughs> yeah. And it's a perfect one-mile loop uh, a trail around the park. They have it paved, I'd say, three-quarters of it, and then part of it ducks into a nice uh, tree thicket, so you're running on mulch. So I joined him on Friday and went running with him. I haven't run in forever. I've done the whole marathon thing, half marathon thing. I'd rather mm. pedal for hundreds of miles than right. run. So I haven't done like a distance run in a while, and I ended up running five miles with him. Man, my IT band was pissed. It was past like two days, but I was like, Lord, dude, I thought we don't run anymore, bro. <laughs> so anyway. I thought there's a, a very worthy reason for uh, getting this done a little bit sooner. She can go and support yeah. him at the end. It's mm -hmm. been great, actually. So I'm intrigued to get your – so funny, right? So how to win the fight against your excuses, right? This is your thing. So mm – -hmm. This, this guy, my, my well, now a friend of ours, uh, he's now in a few weeks marrying our other friend. So uh, so but her, so his future wife's mother lives with MS. And for people who still don't know what MS is, that's multiple sclerosis. I don't know how you don't know in the modern age, but hey, heads up, very inflammatory illness, affects your uh, nervous system. And I lost a cousin to ALS, which is a nearby sister disease. So anytime I see people raising money for these uh really any, any kind of health impairment, I take it very seriously. But it was super cool yeah. because he, he raised all the money last year, and right now he's supposed to be running across the state of Pennsylvania. So there's actually there's a team of people that he signed up for, and he accepted 150 miles of the distance. And other people have 300, 200, whatever. And they're, anyway, they're all like supposed to be relaying across the state. Super cool. Oh, wow. But, the, but a lot of them are doing it right now because of this, like there's no support system, you know, et cetera. Uh, so they figured out, okay, well let's, there's no excuse. Why don't I just 
turn it into a local thing and I'll just chunk it out over a few days. So that's what he's been doing all week long. So every day this oh, week, wow. he, he's a, uh, he's a high up guy at the hospital. He manages an entire team of nurses and stuff. So, uh, so he gets done doing that all day and goes to the park and runs and tries to get in at least 15 miles a day. So he's been doing like wow. 15 miles a day, like for the, all week long. And then we've been just sharing it everywhere and trying to get friends from the gym, friends from her, his family, her family, people just randomly showing up and they'll jump in for a mile. And some people will bike. Some people will walk. Some people will run. So, right. So there's all these excuses that could have popped up, Yeah, but he's still getting it done. Yeah, that. that's awesome. You know, COVID's ruined so many events and everything this year, but I love how uh, all the different stories that people just find in a way to get to make things happen still. But that that's such a cool story. Yeah. That, uh, well, I, I wanted to start the show off like that because, number one, mm -hmm. when I, I see stuff like this, it gives me chills. Like, I get excited yeah. by that stuff. And, mm -hmm. and it, there is a lot of things to make an excuse for, always in life, even pre-COVID and, and, again, after corona, like into 2021. We're always yeah. going to have things to make excuses for. But I figured that'd be just something fun and current in my life and my friends life to bring up to kind of connect with you a little bit and uh, and just see what your thoughts were on something like that. It's like, okay, well, uh, yeah, you could have just waited till next year. Yeah, I, that's the whole message I have with my community. You know, when uh, our Make Fitness community, Priority community, uh, when COVID happened and we were forced to shut down without much notice and we were staying home, I mean, uh, I, I just, I found out there was, there's, I mean, there's lots of people, it would have been easy excuses to not work out for a while. People don't have equipment at home or people don't have the same equipment they have at the studio. They can't come to their trainer. Uh, but everyone, I mean, I, I didn't, I had a very small percentage of people that didn't stick with their workout program. So uh, just everyone's kind of, they've, we, that's an emphasis we have here is just to find a way, not an excuse so that to be able to keep things going I mean, there's always, you're, you're never going to run out of excuses that you can use to skip your workout or validate going through the drive-thru or what else, whatever else you want. And oh, so believe me, there's yeah. been very little excuses for drive-thru activity. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> when I leave my house or I go on a road trip, which I've been doing a lot just to get out of my home office here, uh, I've seen longer takeout lines than I've ever seen in my entire life. Like you're seeing, and I get it in the beginning of COVID, I, I, I Actually, no, I don't get it. I've not stepped <laughs> foot or, or tires. My tires have not entered of a vehicle into a takeout line or, you know, to go in years. I will not put that manufactured garbage into my body. Um, which, by the way, I was starting to laugh a little bit because did you hear our Calvin the Coonhound in the background? So do you have a dog? Uh, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I have a mascot, a big golden retriever that's normally here. Oh. Like, but I left him here because he would probably make noise. Yeah, I, I used to care. Here's a little tip. I used to care four years ago. I'd freak out. I want to make sure the dog was outside, would make noises. And now, and I, got, I have high-end audio, so sometimes I can hear him, but he never shows up on this stuff. So, But I always like, if my guest mm -hmm. co-hosts hear him, I always like to share him because he's part of our lives. And, and yeah. he has no excuses because that dog beat cancer two years ago. We cut... We had to take his whole leg and shoulder off uh, to save him from cancer at 10 years of age. Now he's 12 and he's in there. I can hear him because I recognize the kind of barking and howling he's doing. He's got one of his toys and he's losing his shit and just rolling around and being a spaz <laughs> out there. And it's like, okay, cancer survivor, tripod dog, 12 years of age, no excuses, right? Making it yeah. happen. And it's funny because right before we mascot. came in here, he's my mascot because my wife comes in and I was like, oh, aren't you going on the run? She's like, well, Calvin found a, a dead deer leg and 
at, with three legs, will run into the thicket of the woods, grab that deer leg, and try and drag that thing all the way home. So <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? I only have three legs. He's like, I got this. <laughs> no, you got you to gotta include the animal. So our dog, Walter, uh, he's a, everyone knows him here at the studio, and we have a bio set up for him. He's actually a, a success He's got a bio on the site? Yeah, he's a, he was a, he's a very big golden. Uh, so, I mean, it, it seems like he's crossbred with a horse or something, but he's 115 <laughs> pounds at one point, and now he's- Oh, that's 90. big. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. But he's he's a success story for us, just like any clients. He's a, But, I mean, took figuring out uh, uh, the right food and everything for him, but he's a very active dog. He's just big. <laughs> you know, I, I, let, let's pause on this dog subject because that's why I brought it up. It's, they they don't make excuses, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, honestly, like he, he went through hell. I mean, post-surgery, uh, cause then he, you know, he survives the surgery, beats cancer, never had to give him any chemo. And then his kidneys start shutting down from the drugs. So we almost lost him a second round. Uh, and like my, luckily my wife is a vet doctor, but for large animals. So she's, she's, she, even though she's very smart, like she's emotional, we're trying to get him through it. Meanwhile, he's just, you could tell that he was weak, but then as soon as he sees us be upset, he's trying to like make us feel better. And I'm like, no, dude, like you're good. Like dogs just have no excuses. They're just, they're all in. And I, I love no. that. We can learn yeah. a lot from animals. Yeah. When they're accountability buddies for being active too. They, I mean, Walter knows exactly which shoes are our walking shoes, running shoes, whatever. And he'll get all excited. And yeah. So, Oh wait, when you grab your pair sure. of shoes, he reacts a yeah. different way. Ah, he knows, he knows awesome. which shoes are the running shoes and he'll get all excited. When yep. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's me with my bikes. Um, prior to having to take his leg off, he can't bike with me anymore, but, uh, I road bike and I mountain bike. So he knows that if I come, if he's out sunning himself in front of the garage, which that's his thing too, and he sees me coming out with a different set of clothes on, like my tights for road biking versus my mountain biking gear. He could tell, okay, am I going to get excited or not? And even to this day, he still gets excited when he sees the mountain bike because he likes to chase mountain bikes. But he knows <laughs> he, he can't keep up anymore. Uh, but prior to that surgery, man, he would lead the ride. Like he yeah. would be howling and leading the ride. and would not be happy if you try and pass him. <laughs> <laughs> no excuses at all. Uh, but yeah, great, great fitness buddies. So. Well, let's listen. You, so let's let's dig deeper into this, right? So you've you clearly take this seriously. You've been in the fitness world for how long now? Uh, over fifteen years. Okay, all right. Now I, I've I've been in and around the fitness space. So let's bond on that real quick. So if you knew about, I don't know if how much you're talking about background, right? So former firefighter, firefighting got me into CrossFit, which I tell people all the time, CrossFit's literally just a brand of functional fitness, right? So yeah. full functional fitness is what I like to explain to people, especially after the whole hoopla that happened in the past two months with that whole world. Uh, I don't know if you saw that on the news. <laughs> I'm sure you guys did. Uh, but prior to that, I've done personal training. I, I was a spinning instructor for six years. I've been a USSA ski race coach for 11 years. So I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable. And But I never really took it to the point where I wanted to have a brick and mortar or nowadays, thanks to COVID and Corona, people have started picking up on how to go virtual, go online. So I'm just intrigued mm. about that for you guys. Like, so since you understand the importance of making fitness a priority, because you literally have a book titled that, um, were you guys already virtual or what, uh, what was happening at the beginning of all this? I wasn't really virtual before. I, uh -huh. I mean, I had the online programs and online training options. So I had a few clients that I that had trained online um, that we did 12 weeks at a time with, but, uh, I didn't really have a virtual 
Um, and so that's something that we just kind of had to come up with on the fly. And so all of my clients, we kind of kept the same schedule. It was just through Zoom all of a sudden. Okay. Uh, and so we all had our own basement studio set, set up. Uh, but now, like we have a regular, we have with our meetup community, um, we have a regular workout we do every Saturday and now it's become a hybrid workout. And so we, and we have people, so, so that's one good thing that's come from, uh, from COVID and not, I mean, you gotta have a, be positive about the good things that have happened. Right. Uh, but we, we have expanded online. And so we have people from all over the country that join us and find us on meetup or Eventbrite. And so we, uh, last week, last weekend we had, we have a regular that's from Ireland, Frazier that's joined us on Saturday and we keep having, you have a regular from- guy coming on from Ireland. Yeah. So it's in morning for us. It's afternoon for him. And uh, so we, but we keep having people from other countries, not just all over the U S but other countries that would join us for our 8, 8 AM workout. And so that's been a cool thing. That's, that's awesome. That uh, being forced to go virtual has it kind of expanded our, our reach. And so it's been great to be able to kind of help people come, get a workout in start the weekend. So but, I, I got to ask most people are going to study, right? Like look at what other people are doing say, you know what, that's kind of my style. That's kind of their style. Hopefully you're differentiating yourselves, right? So like I always ask people too, because now, I mean, there was already a lot of people doing online fitness and online coaching and stuff too, but there's still plenty more room in that market. I remind people because this is what I do. Mm -hmm. I help people with branding and marketing. I'm like, guys, like you have to differentiate yourself. Like, so like, what are some examples of how you've found a way to make sure you're standing out differently? Like, what are you guys trying to make unique to your brand? Um, well, I, 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 one, one thing to, to mention off that is with all the trainers that I have here, just in case there's any trainers that are listening, I would make sure that as you, as you watch everybody else and get ideas from everybody else, we're all growing together. Mm-hmm. Don't ever, don't ever try to be someone you're not. Aha, that's, one thing I've, that's, that's something I've had to learn since I started. I go to, I mean, I'm a pretty introverted person, but I get, but I love being able to be in front of a crowd and help. I mean, that's something I just kind of find something in myself to be able to do that. But uh, I'm not normally the really hyper energetic trainer in front of a group. Uh, and so early in my career, when people told me if I didn't want to be that person, then you're in the wrong career, I eventually found that they were wrong because there's all kinds of different personalities that can make people fit. Uh, but one thing we do with our, our whole message is just about getting long term success. And so I think in the fitness world today, that's a battle that most of us fitness leaders are facing. And there's so much pressure so so much push for instant gratification everybody wants fast results and so there's so many choices out there fast results and it's all about weight loss or how fast you can get success and uh, before and after pictures and everything and so we kind of try to turn that about more about instead of how fast you can you can lose about what are you gained by making fitness a priority and so we, we kind of everything is geared towards being something that where fitness can be a part of your life just like your fitness, you're just like your career, your family, and other things that are never going away that are priorities in your life. That's that's really what make fitness a priority means to us. Is it's something that sticks with you long term, and so it's something that you're keeping in your life. And so we we do a workout that's for all fitness levels every weekend. And so and so whenever we do an event, we try to make it for all fitness levels. But we also uh, the one thing we do to differentiate ourselves in our group workout is we have a tip. And so one of our recent books we have that came out is this uh, 30 tips. And so our, our brand have three books that are make fitness a priority and they're a little different. 
Uh, but the last one we came up with was just 30 tips. And what it was, is just, we started a year ago, like halfway through our Saturday workout, we started giving a tip, me and another trainer here, just a two or three minute tip, just a fitness tip of any kind. And, and the, um, it was just the, with the whole idea of if you try to change too much at once, you change nothing. And so it just hopefully people that come back and keep coming back every once in a while, they'll get a tip that just sticks with them and it ends up being something they use permanently for the rest of their life. And so, so our last one was just our 30 favorite ones that we've done in the last year. Yeah, I see that right here because actually, again, I'm screen sharing for the video watchers. So make fitness a priority 30 tips. Yeah, I, I see right off the bat, you got this on Kindle. Uh, and then obviously there's the, the regular books as well. So and then you have a six week course to get out of your own way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We just, uh, yeah, it's a six week course. And so I, when I did that one, I, I wanted, uh, there were so many, that was when there were so many challenges out there. There's always six week challenges, 12 week challenges. Right. And, uh, I felt like there was something missing in those challenges. And so this six week course, it's a six week course, but it's not one of those courses where you're just working as hard as you can for six weeks, get as much results as possible in six weeks. It's within six weeks, we figure out how fitness best fits in your life. And right. so it's something that can stick with you. And so that's kind of the whole, it's just more of a figuring out how it fits in your life. Uh, so you can come up with a plan you can keep doing. And so that's what the six week program's about. I love that because that's something that, again, well, I'll just reference CrossFit because I, I was a CFL one. I just never renewed the, the, the certification, but it's whatever. It's um, <laughs> great coaches, great trainers, are not going to make all 20 people in a class do the same exact thing the same exact way. Everybody's right. got different ages, different injuries, different backgrounds, different personalization. But what I like you're going with out there is trying to make it fit into that person's life. Um, and, that, and that's where I, for example, over all these years, I mean, and granted, Corona kind of helped with this, but like, like little yesterday, or no, the day before yesterday, I finally had a new shipment of weight plates arrive. By the way, <laughs> Never used to get excited about weight plates arriving, like when I'm buying gym gear. But when during this transition, that yeah. stuff is like that stuff's <laughs> like gold, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't realize. So I mean, for anybody out there who can, who's hearing this, who's, who's been trying to wait for uh, equipment, be patient. Just you know, just be very patient. <laughs> the day will come. Oh, the day will come. Uh, but uh, like for example, I mean, I'll, I'll give a shout to Rogue Fitness. They really have blown their brand up. But trying to get stuff from Rogue was hard, and. Then I figured out, okay, you have to, you know, if I'm interested in this specific product or this specific weight play, I got to click on their site and then I got to get on the email list and then they will email you when that specific weight plate is arriving. Well, all of a sudden, like two weeks ago, I got the email alerts. I was like, okay, I'll just, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy today. I'll get it tomorrow. Went on the next day, all sold out again. I was like, come on. <laughs> so then I messaged them like, oh yeah, if you don't get on like five, 10 minutes, it all sells out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So sure enough, four days ago, or no, five days ago, they pop up again. And I quickly, within five minutes, get on there and just order everything I wanted. And well, I was really impressed with, it's already here. So it showed up in three business days. So I will give them a nice. shout out. But then I have mm -hmm. weight plates I'm still waiting for from another manufacturer because I wasn't sure they were to get their act together. So I ordered them from another oh. company too. <laughs> so I've got like a whole lot of weight coming in. So I'm actually excited uh, because I haven't <laughs> been able to test my deadlift in forever because I only had 250 pounds of plates here in my home gym because, you know, how often do you need a lot of stuff? Usually I would just, if I didn't feel like going to my friend's facility, I would just hop into the garage, go work out. And, but now it's become my go-to facility. So if I was one of your clients, I'd be like, well, cool, I've got everything I need. But, mm. but maybe I miss the coaching or the guidance, et cetera. So 
I've had to literally readapt how I fit my fitness into my life because I will admit my wife's like, you know, you're like, I eat like a machine. Like I'll sit down and eat a pound of ground beef in one session and that's it. Like two steaks, whatever. But if I'm not training the body, it's not going to use that fuel. So it's just passing in and passing out. So she's like, you know, you, yeah. you, kind, of, you kind of leaned down a little bit, baby. She's just, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, you look kind of skinny. And it's funny because no. people are like, wait a minute. <laughs> The like, last thing a guy wants to hear is skinny. I know, right? <laughs> but then it's like people are like, wait a minute, hold on. So if you don't work out, you lose weight? And I said, yeah. <laughs> people don't like hearing that, do they, Chad? <laughs> no, they don't. People, not everyone realizes that everyone's different. And so it just isn't one size fits all. Everyone's, you might be trying to lose weight, but there's other people that have the same frustrations trying to gain weight. Right. And, so right. It, and that's, that's always different. been my issue is because I've always been dialed nutritionally. I tell people all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, one of my biggest clients is, uh, you ever hear of Vinny Tortorich, Fitness Confidential Podcast? Uh -huh. he, he was the trainer of the stars out in LA his whole career. So uh, he owns the trademark NSNG, no sugar, no grains. So uh, he's a, I've helped on a lot of projects with him. He's a good friend of mine now. And he's taught me a lot because I was already doing it. I just didn't know that was a, that was a thing. Like, and again, people call it low carb, high fat, LCHF, you know, ketogenic, keto, whatever you, whatever. The point is I'm very clean. My stuff's dialed. Mm -hmm. But I also know from him and other, other experts like you guys, everybody knows like, dude, you got the best exercise training program in the world. But if your kitchen's a hot mess, it's not going to go well. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think it, absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, it you can work out as hard as possible. I mean, you can work out, I mean, like crazy. And then, but if you don't have the nutrition part down pat, you won't get the results you want. And so it's that's uh, you can't out train a bad diet. That's mm -hmm. uh, the phrase that there it is. Um, you never you never forget. Uh, yeah. So I, I hundred percent agree with that. I in my book I, I have. It's my workbook is broken into three parts where mindset, nutrition, and training. And so it talks and mindsets first. I feel like you have to have the right mindset to start every week, but nutrition is definitely the most important part. Well, let's pause on that. I love that because over all these years of podcasting now, I actually kind of feel weird. I'm like, man, I should have, I should have put mindset into my brand because after four years of podcasting, I can't tell you how much mindset comes up. And I'm a huge mindset mm -hmm. guy. I, I tell you, whether it's your personal development or your professional development, the mind does drive so much. And it's not just, you know, are, is your brain healthy, right? But is it, is it strong? So I, like yeah. an, an episode that I aired on my podcast uh, recently in the past couple months was all about flow. Uh, this guy named Rian Doris was on the show. He's like, he runs like a flow research collective, whatever, about flow states. You know, I'm sure you've heard that term. And he talks about how people are like, man, you ever notice how when you get put into a risky situation, most people can actually like, dial in and get it done. He's like, that is an old coded thing in our genetics. You know, it's like you know, the fight or flight survival. He's like, and granted, he's like, the more you put yourself in risky situations, the more effective you become. I, I learned that mm -hmm. from firefighting. You know, it's like, okay, the more risks I got, I took, the easier it got to get, get through them, accomplish them, like, that's why people are like, how do you become such an adrenaline junkie? Because I, I'll sky, I love skydiving. I race mountain bikes. I do all the crazy stuff. I like it. I've been doing it for a while. It gets a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's really just figuring out your brain. I, I, there's, I don't know who it was that said that, uh, whether Brene Brown or somebody else that on a podcast, but uh, your, your mind, your, your have the same, your body doesn't know when you have anxiety, your body doesn't know until you tell it, whether it's, 
nervous or excited. And mm -hmm. so it's the same response for either one. And so once, I mean, we, but you could train your brain to, to, to every time turn that into being excited instead of nervous or instead of scared. Right. Negative um, versus positive. Right. So that, yeah. that is, that, that's like, that's almost self-coaching too. Like we do have the power to self-coach ourselves in those situations. I like where you went with that. Um, mm -hmm. because the mindset does drive so much. Like I tell people all the yeah. time, when I used to train people, I'm like, guys, like over the years, I, I hated training. I literally did. I, I, I hate the strong word, but because I was young and I didn't understand that I'm not meant to help everybody. And uh, a great, uh, great coach taught me that. I'm like, what do you mean? They said this, this, I've carried this into my business. They said, not everybody aligns with that said trainer, that said coach. Um, so there is going to be a mental connection there. But also he's like, you can't help anyone, especially your own friends and family. Your inner circle is the hardest unless they have bulletproofed their why. Like really sat down and said, all right, I know exactly why I'm doing this. And that why has got to mm -hmm. be so deep, down, strong, bulletproof. Your mind's behind it. Then you add in a tool like a trainer or a coach or something like that or your programs and things will be much more effective. But they said until you can mm -hmm. get somebody to start working on that, it's going to be a struggle. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I love that term that uh, bulletproof your why. Yeah. I think that's 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 great. Um, you know, when you're talking about the being an adrenaline junkie and you're talking about you use it in terms of risk or the more the riskier your thing are, the more risk you took, uh, the, the better you got in those situations when they came up. I think I'd think the same way my when I talk to my clients, I, I do the same thing as far as effort or as far as, far as like hard work. Uh -huh. And so we'll we'll put in a bunch of uh, hard workouts or I'll have like a challenging finisher. We'll do like a challenging a little finisher to the workout that I'll call like an overtime. We'll do something like that at the end of a workout. And just to get where it's one of those things where it seems like it's really hard at the beginning, but every time you, every time you push through and finish one of those things, the next hard workout gets easier. And so, but, but I think uh, that, yeah, that bulletproof your, your why, I think when you really understand um, how, why you're making the sacrifices you're, you're making, um, then no matter how hard the workout gets or how hard the adversity gets, you'll be able to get right through it. But if you don't know why you're doing it, then uh, you're not going to be doing it very long. And yeah. so I 100% I, I agree with that. Uh, really digging deep and knowing how important your why is. So uh, I, I guess part of this is like, obviously you start with mindset before you get into the nutrition and everything else. So that mental game, how long ago did that finally click for you? I, I love establishing timelines because even if we, even if I started clicking, you and I both know that we're still working on it. Like I always tell people, like, yeah. just because it clicks doesn't mean you're done. It yeah. just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think it's part of the motivate really as part of the motivation to be a coach and a mentor. I think because when you become a coach and a mentor, you become a better athlete and a student. Right. And yeah. so it's like you're, you were never, we're never done trying to get better at it. Uh, but yeah, I think the mind, I mean, it, it took a while. I think it took me a while. And as a trainer where I realized that, uh, you know, not only the mindset, but just not actually digging deeper and making someone open that next door. So like so many people, when they come to a personal trainer, they come because they're fueled by short term motivation, right? There's something coming up in the immediate future they want success for. Okay. And so I think in my early career as a trainer, I helped so many people reach these, get these fast results and, and reach these goals that they came in the door with, but didn't take the time and the effort to, ask, to really make them, make them dig deeper and say why they want that. So like they have, uh, they want to get in shape for a vacation that's coming up, or they for to make sure for their wedding that's coming up, or uh, 
or uh, getting ready for a, a 5k or something. But if, but if all their motivation is then by that event. And so if I don't really take the time and ask them, why is it important to you that you get in this better shape? Um, then it's going to be over as soon as that event's over. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I realized that I was, I was really doing people a disservice because they were all, I was just leading everyone during to a path where they're just going to have temporary results. And so really making you that that's how you make this a long-term success. And you don't end up on a roller coaster of getting in shape, getting out of shape, get, losing weight, putting it back on, or getting in a routine and then falling out of your workout routine. Um, once I kind of changed my mindset on that and realized that I got to make people dig a little bit deeper and one and, and, uh, really let them see that this is between having temporary success or have, or being in better shape and feeling better, improving your quality of life for the long term. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and honestly, we also be obviously shooting for the long haul and it's, and mm -hmm. I think that's probably important for both of us to clarify here. It's like, yes, please do have the short term goals. Yeah. The most important thing about the short term goals is they're building into that long term, you know, portfolio of success is what we're hoping for. Because again, yeah. I, I, again, over the years of helping people, I've learned that depending on how healthy somebody is or not, like, for example, if I'm dealing with somebody who is metabolically broken, uh, that's a, I have, I've interviewed a lot of great scientists, so I learned some good fun verbiage over the years, but like their hormone alignment is so jacked up. They're, uh, for example, two hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin, right? They're constantly at war with each other. So if you are massively overweight, possibly borderline diabetic, like, you are not going to have the same timeline of success as let's say me, like right now where I'm at. So, okay, we got to be adapting to all of that. Uh, but also helping people understand like, okay, well you are, you might, especially if massive weight loss. You probably, if you ever worked with somebody with ma massive weight loss, it's impressive yeah. in the beginning. It's like, if you do things, if they commit, you can see if so, sometimes some very impressive success in the first 30 days, but then they'll plateau. And I'm like, guys, that's yeah. okay. Your body has to recalibrate. The hormones are still, it's, it, you literally have a whole new body. You might've dropped 50 to 100 pounds. I mean, I've seen it. So it great, but I also know that through the, the experts I've talked to, like, well, it's more realistic to set maybe a three to four month goal of seeing a significant sustainable, keyword sustainable body transformation, but then also don't stop there. That's just, okay, we're, go, we're gonna get through that big initial hurdle of three to four months and then we can see how this transcends throughout the next year. What are your thoughts on stuff like that? Oh, I think that's right. I think what, like with the marathon, um, I mean, when you have a big fitness goal, whether it be a big weight loss goal or a big transformation goal, I mean, it seems like a marathon. And this, you can, if you don't train your mind right, if you don't celebrate the little milestones of the original successes, then, it'll, I mean, eventually you won't make it because it'll feel like it, it'll feel like you're never going to get there. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think that that's... Um, some great article I read before where they talked about the X factor that are, that a, a person gets a runner gets as they get towards the end of a huge race. Like you never see someone walk across the finish line. Everyone normally runs across the finish line. Cause they get that, that, that X factor where they, where they, when they see the finish line, but oh, yeah. if we keep celebrating, keep that finish line right in front of us and keep celebrating the, the, the wins along the way, then uh, you, you, uh, that's how you keep moving forward. I um, could definitely attest to that. Uh, I, it's funny because I was saying how I went running with that guy on, on Friday and I only ran five miles, but my IT band was pissed. My Achilles was pissed because those were two old running injuries because I went from no running background years ago. I, this was back when I was teaching spinning and I had a corporate gig and I was probably teaching spinning no less than four, 6am classes a week. 
Then I'd go out in the evening with my biking buddies, and we'd do another 25, 30 miles in the evening. And then I, we'd always have a couple of big 60-milers playing on the weekend. So I was pedaling my butt off, but I wasn't yeah. running. And then I decided to set a goal to do my first marathon. So never even did a 5K. Went from no running background, marathon. <laughs> Don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> right? I'm sure you could coach people better than what I did. And it's like, okay. And I, I, nearly, I put off the training. And I, had th- I was three months out from the marathon. It was the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C., one of the biggest ones in the country. And I was like, oh, crap, I got to start training. <clears throat> and then my buddy, who I was going to go run it with, he had been doing it for the past couple of years. And in memory, one of his college buddies who had passed away due to a, a, a medical mistake at the hospital. So it was a terrible loss. And, um, and I, I was inspired watching him run the race. So I was like, dude, I'm going to come back and do it with you next year. And then he's checking in on me. He's like, hey, man, are you ready? You know, the marathon's no joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but sure enough, three months of training. Next thing you know, I'm trying to push those miles up and injure my IT band. And uh, luckily, I ended up getting healed up in time to finish the marathon. But let me tell you, that was the last couple, last probably 10 miles were painful. So, because even though I healed up, I wasn't fully healed up. Yeah. And I still feel to this day, when I go do big Spartan races and stuff like that, by the end of that Spartan race, I'm feeling that I, I'm, you know, it's healed, but there's still a past yeah. trauma. That's what happens when you try and rush it. Don't rush things. <laughs> so I wanted to share that with you because I'm like, there you go. I'm that idiot. Like, oh, let's go yeah. for no running. But, um, you know, if you, you are and you you are and you aren't. I mean, I would never call you that because that's actually, that story is like something I would probably do. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I've definitely jumped in and done the same kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think pushing through, I mean, there's something very big that you gain mentally when you're, you're, you really had to take on a huge challenge and it's really, I mean, most of that was mental, right? Cause you had oh, to yeah. fight through pain yeah. to finish it. Uh, but just being able to finish it and cross, I mean, everything you did after that, you know, you're always, you can always go back to that experience of how of that first marathon that you finished. And I bet all the rest of them are easier. You're like, you know, you can do it now because of how hard that first experience. It's was. true actually. Yeah, that was, well, back then that was 2008. So that was one of the hardest things I'd done in my life up till then, then mm-hmm. left the business world, went and served as a wildland firefighter out West, that became the hardest thing I ever done. <laughs> so, yeah. but you're right. It becomes a stepping stone because you can always go back to that mental game and like, wow, look what you did. Don't ever forget that. And that was one of the yeah. reasons why I actually even committed to doing it. It was exciting. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, could I run a marathon? Like, That's I'll, why I'll I got into obstacle. I got into obstacle races several years ago and I've done, I've done a lot of obstacle races and I've done like a couple 24 hour ones of you remember uh, tough mutter course. They do yep. world's toughest mutter. So I've, I've done that that 24 hour course a few times. Yeah. I think I got I got into obstacle racing because I mean I think of most sentences you make that has a word excuses in it. You could take the word excuses out and put obstacle and it's the same thing. There it's the go. same sentence. I love I mean, OCR like courses. So yeah, yeah. Like basically every every excuse is really just an obstacle you haven't overcome yet. But yeah. I think that just the this to me I think the taking on the big challenges and everything and just trying to push myself where weren't your body just as done and the rest of it is, is up to your mind. Um, I think every, every time it just, it, it prepares me for when things get tough in life. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think actually my first, it's funny, actually after firefighting 10 and 11, I was living in Colorado and I picked up a contract gig helping an, an obstacle course racing company based out of Colorado. I actually got the I got to go with them, travel out to Boston, built this entire race. They were doing these remote races all over the place. I forget what they were even called. Uh, but it was super fun, like, building the stuff. Uh-huh. And then when I moved back here to the East Coast, uh, I started doing them. Like, Tough Mudder, actually, it's funny bring that up. That was my first official, like, obstacle course race. And then I got into Spartans. Um, and then 
Have you ever done a go ruck? No, I've uh, I've heard a lot about them. I've been. You want to really get your ass handed to you? Yet. I've heard that about it's, those. Because you said twenty four hours, so it's like mm-hmm. all right. Now, granted, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about obstacle course racing. Granted, the cadre is what they're called. The guy who leads you, or woman, uh, the, your leader is a either active military or former military, like high ranking person. Usually, a former drill sergeant or one of those nutballs or special forces. And then, yes, your your ruck is going to be at least 20 pounds, 30 pounds, whatever they tell you to set it at. I can't even remember now. And uh, they even had, like, it's it's actually, they've grown a really good brand. They actually have their own go-ruck backpacks and everything else now. Because, uh, like, the backpack I bought that I thought was military spec was destroyed by the end of that 24-hour period. <laughs> they beat the living snot out of you. So, like, if you mm-hmm. want to test your mental game, go try to do a go-ruck. So, uh, <laughs> it, it was awful. Uh, for example... Have you ever heard of a, a sugar cookie? No. So, now, granted, I'm not a cookie fan, but if you there are, there is cookies called sugar cookies, but this oh, I is know not what, sugar cookies. Right, this is not what we're meant, talking about. <laughs> I figured it meant something else. This is yeah. called like two o'clock in the morning. They have you doing with your with your packs on uh, uh, push-ups in in creek water. So, like your face is going underwater, and then you push back out so you can breathe, and you go back underwater. You're doing push-ups in the freezing cold creek water. It's like thirty of us doing this. No. once they got that out of their systems and they had us roll, they wanted to make sure we were all really, really wet. And I didn't know why. Then they hugged, <laughs> they had us hike, you know, back, back hiking again, uh, a mile up the road into a, a park that had baseball fields with sand. And next thing you know, they have us doing bear crawls across the sand fields. And then they have us flipping over and doing upside down bear crawls. And then they had us all circle up because they didn't, I, I figured out later, they didn't think we were sandy enough. So you had to start throwing sand op- over in a circle. Everybody just started throwing sand over your heads as if there was bombs going off all around us. And then I explained that to a buddy of mine later who invited me to go do this go rock. He's like, yeah, welcome to the sugar cookie. And I was like, what was that all about? He's like, well, what happened the rest of the night? I said, you had sand in every orifice for the next like 10 hours. He's like, exactly. It's meant to torture you. <laughs> so there you go. If you ever want to uh, stress That's out great. your clients, do that. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that's next on your chapter. From, from what I'm hearing, yeah. if you're doing, I've never even done a 24-hour Tough Mudder, man. Like, that's legit. I mean, that's a lot of yeah, it's, I Well, you know, I did. I just, the last time I did it, I saw I'll be 42 at the end of this month. Um, I was, uh, but the last time I did it was two years ago. So it was when my goal was to get 40 miles at 40 years old. And so I've, nice. I've always, I, it, but I've learned, some, I've, I've done it three times, but there still feels like there's a little unfinished business with it. So I've told my, my co-author, my last book that I definitely probably have 45 at 45 coming up. Uh-oh. So I'm probably going to do it again. Uh, my fiance told me it's okay to do it. She was my pit crew last time. So she went through it with me the last time that it was rough. Nice, nice. Uh, and where I got a little hypothermic and everything. Oh. And so she was, she was with me as I went, as I went through that one, but where was uh, that one based out of? Uh, well, it was in Atlanta. Okay. Um, and it, it was Atlanta in November, but the couple years I'd done it before that, it was in Las Vegas. And so there was a, just, you never, you're, you're always, you think you're prepared and then mother nature throws things at you. There, everything, there's always things that throw that come at you. You're, you're not prepared for. And so yeah. every time, I mean, I feel like I was ready for it and I was ready but something's gone wrong and it's been a mental challenge every time. And so, but it, um, it's, but it's, I mean, 
people ask why someone sane would want to go through something like that. But really, the reason you go through it is because of what you gain. It's, it's, it's torture, 24 hours of torture. But I mean, you're, the mental boost you get of knowing that you made it through that um, is priceless. Yeah. You know, it's really, so that's the benefit of a go ruck too. I mean, we had yeah. we had some women in that group, and they they actually told me, like, "Listen, your mission, one of your missions, is to get to get everybody through." So it wasn't mm. just you. Like a lot of us were help. We could tell when somebody started hurting physically and mentally. And it's like, guys, do not tap out. Like you can yeah. already made it. You know, you're already 18 hours into a 24 hour cycle. Like what's another few, like just, let's just keep going. You're going to be tired. You're sleep deprived. You're exhausted. You know, you're carrying other people. Cause like by the end of the 24 hours, they have you increasing the amount of weight that everybody has to move. Like they have you, disarm a, a bomb on a bridge, which is literally a hunk of a telephone pole that they ratchet strap to the bridge. And now you have to carry that sucker the rest of the 24 hour period. So it's like they keep increasing the amount of stuff you have to carry. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it was, I, I'll tell you, look it up. It's, um, it's a special kind of torture. So, <laughs> but again, for people like us and for people who are listening to this, the torture becomes a growth opportunity and the torture becomes in the words of your book, an opportunity to exceed an excuse to move beyond it. Don't even allow it to become part of your vocabulary. That's what I love about the branding. I love what you've done with your book. Cause I'm literally in the final editing of my first book. So I'm excited because I oh, love yeah. bringing on fellow authors. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. Like my editor's got the book right now. It's a whole thing about everything I learned and what I still continue to learn from serving as a hotshot while I'm firefighter with the federal government. And I'm going to be donating a hundred percent of the book proceeds to, to charity. So I'm just excited awesome. to, yeah. I mean, it was only two years yeah. of my life, but there's so much I took out of that. And I want to make sure I can honor that profession, especially with, I'm sure you've seen everything on the news right now. Like this is probably one of the worst wildland firefighting seasons in a yeah. while out West. And we've already lost a lot of heroes, a lot of, a lot of frontline people. And it's, it's crazy for 2020. This is like, I, I don't know, do you have, are your clients like, Hey man, I can't wait for 2021. <laughs> Man, everybody. I mean, yeah. not just my clients, everyone I know, it seems like we're ready to, I mean, uh, um, but you know, I mean, there's, I, I always, I'm a very optimistic person. So I can always find that there's good and everything like this year. I mean, uh, I mean, it didn't COVID threw a wrench in our plans here, just like it has everybody else. But we still, we had a, a book come out of it and we had a, a new message that kind of came out of it. I got engaged this, this summer too. And so it, I mean, congrats. Thank you. And okay, so, I'm not the only forty that, something. I, yeah. I I just got married last year, so oh yeah. So I got married at forty two. So there you go. Um, so well, forty one. I was yeah. technically forty one at the time, but yeah. So you're not you're not alone. I'm a late bloomer. But yeah, that's, well, I mean, good good things come in bad circumstances too. And and uh, I mean, after every valley, there's there's a mountain. So I mean, we're it's always we're always going to come out of it and come out stronger. And so and I always just always think it's important to have that mindset. Yep. I agree with that. And it's like, I do agree with everybody who says, yeah, I can't wait. I also agree with everybody. Like, listen, I cannot wait for 2021. Totally agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that I give up on this year or that mm -hmm. does not mean that I do not continuously put in the groundwork now to ensure 2021 is even more successful. Cause I've heard, I'm actually finishing another article right now for a local business magazine. I got to send that to them tomorrow, but I wasn't going to write cause I'm, I got enough on my to-do list. And I was like, you know what? COVID, you guys and a lot of other health and fitness businesses, especially they're forced into awkward positions they have no control over. And it's like, okay, do you crash and burn and, and, and close down? Or 
So you give it that one last shot. Do you get creative? Do you get innovative? And that, these are the best practices that I like to share with people. Like that's what helps you literally transform mm -hmm. into a stronger company or business or whatever you are than you ever were before. So it's easy for us to make excuses and just say, oh, well, it's, it's the, because here in Pennsylvania, like, oh, it's, it's Governor Wolf's fault. I'm like, listen, I don't, I'm literally so busy. I don't have time to care about the political BS. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm too busy helping my business grow. My wife's veterinary business grow. My clients' businesses grow. So I'm actually doing better now than I was last year. Like my business actually grew and I've grown my clients' businesses. So we all have a choice. I can sit here and make excuses or do we get down and dirty? And yeah, I'm a, I can't wait for my makeup honeymoon in a couple of weeks. We're going to go to Costa Rica. We're ready to get out of Dodge. But I was like, because we never got to take our honeymoon either. I'm like, all right, it's time. We're going to go to Costa Rica, have an adventure. But it's like, all right, let's, let's, let's rip the lid off, man. Let's get things done. Let's get creative. Let's, let's keep going. So yeah, that's very hard for a lot of people to hear and consider. There's lessons in, in all of this. I think that, that uh, my client, a lot of my clients have been with me for a while. They were prepared for, for how to keep fitness a priority through this. But I mean, I think uh, like one lesson that we have in, in my book, in my first book, I talk about all the excuses and I give solutions for each excuse, but that there are like our main popular excuses. But the popular excuses when you're a trainer for a while, you know those are coming because they're in people's track records. You know where all the excuses we're going to make. But I have another chapter in there where I talk about being a donut slayer. And so a, do of, a donut slayer, said, uh, a, a donut slayer. Okay. And so what a donut is, uh, I got this from my, my wrestling coach when I was in college. He, uh, he talked to us about dragons. And so what a dragon was, was anything that could get in the way of a 19 year old being a good wrestler or having a good wrestling season. So all the things that could, they could do to get themselves in trouble or wreck their season. Okay. And so when I, I use the same metaphor, but, and for, to use donuts, Donuts in the fitness world are the things that can either be the best thing ever, or they can completely derail you. And so those are how I associate donuts in real life. They can make they, the that. best cheat meal, or they can just completely derail my meal plan. Yeah, emphasis I, on cheat them. meal, not cheat day. Yeah, uh, but. yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I, I just said, don't let that turn into a cheat day or weekend. Or week or month <laughs> or the rest of the year. Yeah. Right. But the donuts are basically, those are the curveballs that we can't see coming. And so like there, where you just have to completely change the game plan and change and throw the game, throw the game plan out the window and adapt. And so like, uh, would be whether, um, the bad weather donuts So you're, you plan on running in the morning and you open the door and it's pouring down rain. And so you could either go, but, and so a good solution would be to run in the rain, yep. uh, but, or maybe a harder one would be, uh, the, the single parent who's planning on working out after work and they get a or working out over their lunch break or after work and they get a call from the school and their kid is sick. And so they have to go and pick their kid up and go home and work from home the rest of the day. And so these things that completely are out of your control, they're curveballs that just change your plan and you have to adapt. And so it's having the, the way to overcome it is just having the no matter what mindset. I'm going to get my fitness to work out in. I'm going to get stick to my plan somehow. I'm going to find a way no matter what to get it done. And so, and that's kind of how you overcome the donuts. Nice. And so I some like of my best workouts have come when I just had to throw the workout out the window and just make it up on the fly and figure out how to do it. Oh yeah. If anything, I almost love the fact that I have built my own little garage gym because yes, I could follow a set program, but sometimes... I'll get out there and I'm like, you know what? I feel like throwing around some weight today and like literally throwing it around. So I, next thing you know, I just do everything with my kettlebells. Mm -hmm. Whereas it was supposed to be a much different move. It's like, you know what? No, 
I'm going all kettlebell today. It just, it just felt right. So, uh, other days where I don't feel like doing pull-ups and I'm like, you know what? Then I'm making that a pull-up day. I'm, my hands are going to hate me when I'm done. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whatever it may be. Uh, but you're, you're right. You have to have some flexibility cycled in there. I mean, but also it's, oh man, what is that? What's that brand? Did you hear of, uh, you ever hear of Andy Frazella? No. He's a big podcast guy, big business guy. He, he created the, every, earlier this year, maybe late last year too, there was a big thing going around. Everybody kept talking about 75 hard. You hear that? It's 75, 75 days that basically he was overweight, stressed out, and running a supplement company. And he decided, all right, I'm going to just take the next 75 days, no excuses. I have to, it's a part of the underlying, you know, it's a way to, everybody thought it was a fitness program. He's like, it's not a fitness program. He's like, it's a mindset program. He's like, yes, we're channeling us around fitness, helping. He wanted to lose weight, reduce stress, get more fit. But he said also, he's like, he's a multimillionaire, you know, entrepreneur. And so the biggest thing here, he's like, you need to find a way to become like an Iron Man with your brain, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of this is, okay, you're going to do cold showers every day, for example, was one of the things. So you got to build up to it. You have to work out every day. It has to be some form of fitness and it has to be outside. He says, so it doesn't matter what the temperature is, if it's rain, shine, you're going to hate running in the rain or burpees, whatever you got to do, but there was, you have to do a certain amount of time of outdoor exercise mm -hmm. and it has to be unplugged, no technology, right? He also said, yes, you have to read, read part of a book every single day. So like, these are interesting, it's a very interesting protocol. And I had a few buddies do it. So, and I've thought about doing it, but I'm like, I do a lot of other extreme things. I might still do it. Who knows? But again, people thought yeah. it was a fitness program. I'm like, it's not, a, I, I, I got where he was going with it. He said, listen, yes, there's fitness. But he's like, this is bigger than no just matter fitness. what kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it aligns mm -hmm. what you're saying, right? It's like no excuses. If it could be pouring down rain and a hurricane, he's like, here's the thing: if you don't get that outdoor workout, and if you broke one of the basic fundamentals of 75 hard, then you had to reset all the way back to the start beginning all the and start over. all over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of my book accountability partners, because he just put his book out, so he beat me, uh, but he did 75 hard. And he restarted like four or five times, but still kept oh, going wow. back. And then he eventually did complete it. Um, and actually the culmination of his 75 hard was him running his first marathon too. So I was really proud of him. Yeah. Uh, guy, guy lives out in Utah. Yeah, I've never heard. That's awesome. I've never heard of this. You should look it up. I mean, actually it's, it's pretty extreme. I mean, it's not for everybody. Right. But mm -hmm. I think, I think it's literally, I think it's, I think you just go to 75, like literally seven, five, the numbers. Yeah. Seven, five hard.com. Yeah, check it out. Uh, I think you, I, I think you get a kick out of it. And uh, but again, it actually says right there in red. Well, I'll screen share for you. Uh, there. So when you go to Study Five Hard, it, it reroutes over to his site, AndyFrizzell.com. Right, right there, attention. Right there. This is not a fitness program. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's about transformative mental toughness. So. And there's yeah, all kinds awesome. of all kinds of detail here, but uh, I, I figured just because you and I've been on this like thread. I was like, oh man, I wonder if he's heard of it. So, very interesting. Oh, thank, thank you for sharing that. I'll definitely be looking that up. Oh, I, th I think you're gonna it's... get a kick out of it. You're like, <laughs> you know, because I'm literally, I'm like, oh man, I might have to work that in this winter because that would force me to go out and do like push-ups in the snow, and I haven't done yeah. that in a while. So, because <clears throat> we get snow here. So, well, listen, I I've had a blast with you today. Uh, we're actually coming to the end of our slot already. Time's been flying. So, I'm gonna ask you here as a guest co-host, you know you know how to help people rise to the occasion. So 
what would be a final message or final words you want to leave behind for our guests who are listening to this show? So it's like, okay, granted, we're going to have all your websites linked. I know for a fact, I want to make sure I said it before I forgot. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get like a, is it a free download PDF download? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah BeatYourExcuses.com. Yeah. BeatYourExcuses.com. You can get a free copy of my first book that kind of started go. our message here. Yeah. So that aside, beyourexcuses.com, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this will all be there, but like, I can tell from your mindset, is there like a legacy message that you're kind of giving out there to everybody right now or some all-encompassing words you want to leave behind? Yeah, well, the always uh, closing thoughts I always, I always love to give is about failing. Um, I think as a fitness trainer, so you've been a trainer before. I, I, I mean, I always have, I have a very, I, I don't like New Year's resolutions, um, I love goals. I think everybody should always have goals and regularly be setting goals. What I don't like about New Year's resolutions is we have ruined them because there's just such a negative attitude about them. And the negative attitude is, is that one, you know, like after six weeks of the, of the year, there's all these stats that come out that 90% of people already failed on their New Year's resolutions. Most New Year's resolutions are about fitness. And every time I hear it, I just want to so what? I just want to say, so what? Because if you haven't failed, you're going to. Fit, there's making fitness a priority in your life is a very important message that everyone needs to learn that there's nothing about being perfect. There's not, you're going to fail. You're going to fail from time to time. And, and that doesn't have to end your story. Whenever you do fail, if you miss a workout or if you, if you eat something you didn't plan on, if you, if you had good intentions, but somehow you messed up, that doesn't mean your fitness story is over. What defines you is how you respond. And so I think the biggest message, if you want to make fitness a long-term part of your life, is how you respond to failure. Whenever you do mess up, it's always thinking, it's what you do next that counts. That's something my dad always said to me growing up. Whenever we uh, had a, did a, make a mistake, it wasn't your life's not over because you messed up. It's what you do next that counts. I think in every time with fitness, and don't beat yourself up for something you did wrong, but just turn, turn the switch and it's what you do next. How are you going to recover? How are you going to get back on track? That's how you make this long-term for you. I love it, man. That's a good, strong message. Thank you. Listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you, you, you got some, hopefully some mental game boosting out of this. Uh, again, as we just said at the end of the show here, all this stuff will be in the show notes on the, on the website too. Uh, beachyourexcuses.com. Go there. Get some free knowledge, okay? Uh these are these tools that, and it, it may not work for you, but what if you could pass it on to a friend, a family member? And I think that's where it goes back to one of my favorite quotes, you know, sharing is caring. That's what we need to be doing right now. Uh, let's, let's all level each other up. Let's all help each other in some way, some form or fashion, uh, each work through these challenges to help win that fight against, you know, your excuses, because we're all going to have them. You know, Chad and I have excuses. We just got better at overcoming a lot of them. <laughs> so, and it takes that, that's what it takes. It takes a lot of work, a lot of consistency. And, and Chad, you definitely helped us see that today. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, beachexcuses.com, Chad Austin, make fitness a priority. Thanks for listening in. Remember, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Chad definitely helped us do that today. So, thanks for listening in. Remember, you too can live the fuel. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.